Hello and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is... um... March 26, 2021. Time is about 3.30 p.m. Ready Newman PC does conduct Zoom conferences every single day. For those people who are here, if you want to ask any question, please uh, raise your hand and we, you will be called with your name to ask the question. Ravi? Leo? Hey, Rahul. Thanks for taking the call. I sure. I have a question on uh, I-94. Uh, mm-hmm. I have my H-1B approved on consular processing, but I have a valid H-1B visa. So I crossed the the land border um, at Detroit, Canada, and I came back in and uh, I was issued a new paper I-94. It's been a few days now. The only question I have is that new paper I-94 I have, uh, which is to my passport, I I don't see it reflecting on the uh, online, on the electronic I-94. That's right. still showing the old one. Is that okay? What visa status were you before? I was on H1, but after job loss, it was more than 60 days. So in the meantime, I applied for H4 dependent, uh, but for my new H1B application, which I got after 60 days. So job, when, when, when was your passport stamping expiring? Uh, next year H1B. in November, November 2023. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. If you have a paper I-94, if it's not reflecting on it, that's not a big deal. You're fine. I don't see that as a problem. So, but my paper I-94 is valid all the way up to 2024. So I could, uh, even if it's not reflecting electronically, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. You're good. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Rahul. Thank you. Thanks so much. Next Nag- question, please. Nagesh Singh. Hi, Rahul. Thanks for taking the call. Yes, Nagesh. Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, you know, uh, I was working with uh, company A, got mm-hmm. laid off, and after 60 days, it's it's been uh, close to eight months now, so now the company B is ready to file for my H one. I have a it's been, I one. It's been it's been eight months since you got laid out. That's right. Yeah. And, and did uh, you did you did you applied any B two visa? Did you applied any any other visa status H four? Yeah, that's right. I applied for H four as well as H four EAD. Uh huh. Okay. And I and still haven't still... heard back. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have Meanwhile, a company that is offering, you have a company yeah. that is offering you a job right now. Yeah, absolutely. They can file a H1B. They can request a change of status. Remember okay. the other gentleman? Um, his change of status is not granted, but they can apply it and they, sh- they should demand for it saying that, look, buddy, you need to adjudicate my H4 and H1B at the same time. They can request it. They will honor it most of the time, but sometimes if they don't honor it, they'll give a H-1B without stamping. 
then you will have to go outside the country to get the stamping. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Sure. Thanks, Rahul. Devya. Hello. Yes. Uh, hi, Devya. Rahul. Go ahead. Um, so, uh, currently I'm on H4 visa, and uh, mm-hmm. um, my visa is expiring next month, and mm-hmm. I am separated from my husband. So I am mm-hmm. planning to file my H1, but uh, since my visa is expiring next month, I am not sure uh, how it works because uh, the H1 starts from October 1st. I'm sorry, your visa is expiring in October 1st. No, no, next month. Next month, then my visa is expiring. That's However, that, which uh, visa? Which visa? H4, H4. Okay, okay, I got the point. Okay, what's your question? So, so my employer is, is uh, filing for H1, like in, in case if it gets up, uh, picked up in the lottery. But uh, what are the chances, like, since I don't have any visa status between April to October 1st, um, is there so, any opportunity or do I have to leave the country? You have to leave the country. If you want to, because of the pandemic situation, you can apply for a B2. And uh, this B2 okay. can be applied all the way to October 1st. And when okay. your H1B is selected in the lottery, though, you can try to mm-hmm. convert into H1B Sometimes we are successful in it. Sometimes we are not successful for it. If we are not successful, okay. they'll give a, they will give a H1B without the I-94 and you will have to go outside the country to get the stamping. Okay. Okay. So, um, I am also eligible for a U visa. So I got the U certification from the law enforcement. So if I, um, apply for a U visa, but I will be in the waiting list, I can be here on a receipt notice. Can I mm-hmm. be here till October 1st and uh, utilize the H1? Is it still possible to do that? You are, uh, you already got the U visa approval? Is that what you said? No, no, no. I am going to apply yeah. for it. I got the U certification, I-918 supplement B form okay, from okay. the law enforcement. From the, you just got the certification. If the, yes. if the U visa is approved though, um, you can definitely it, convert into H1. It it will take like years, like a U visa yeah. due to the waiting list. It will take like five to ten yeah. years also, but it's just I, to bridge the gap yeah, between. I, I, I also got speak. the work, I, work permit approval uh, for I-765V, which is for the related one. Yeah, that is valid I'm, till I'm, next year. Yeah, I'm trying to evaluate what is the best option for you, though. Uh, definitely applying for a B1 while you're doing all this thing is a good option. There's nothing wrong okay. with it. And then you can try to convert into H1B with the B1. And if that okay. B1, and if it, that doesn't work though, uh, you may have a restriction going outside the country on the U visa, don't you? Yes, I, you I may, cannot yeah. the country. Yeah. So if, if you don't get the H1B approved with the I-94 though, I'm, I may not want to leave the country because you, you are going to get the green card soon. Yes. So if you're going to get the green card soon, would I lose the opportunity and leave the new one and go outside the country? Maybe not. Maybe not. So if I just okay. apply for U visa and I be here, that's okay to stay here since I also have oh, a work yeah. permit for one and a half year. It is for you to get the green card. It's not a problem. Okay. But I won't be deported to... or anything. No, you will not be deported. now. Once you got the U visa okay. permission, uh, you won't be deported. There's okay. a, you Even have a, while you have... waiting. Yeah, they always say that there is always a chance, but I've never seen anybody getting deported in those circumstances. Okay. 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 I also have applied for F1 change of status, which is pending from more than five months. So, 
I have the problem so with the, the the problem with F1 is that you have to maintain your legal status until your F1 is approved. That's a reason you may need the B B visa for two purposes: for the H1B gap and also for the okay. F1 gap. Also, because okay. if your if your H1 H4 is expiring next month and your F1 is going to come after I don't know maybe six months, you still need a B visa for that. So I would apply for a B visa before your H4 expires. Yeah, but still, that's also going to take a long time for a B one visa to. That's exactly what we. What that's exactly what you want to take a long time, um, because that okay. will allow you to get the H one. That will allow you to get the F one visa for you to take a long time. So you're in a better situation to apply for B one right now. Even uh, I can just wait on the receipt notice even for a B one visa. Yeah, yeah, you can. You should. Okay. Yeah, it will take just a long time to. Be... No, you can't work based on that. No, you cannot. Next person, okay. please. Thank you. Thank Avan? you so much. Hi, Rahul. Thanks for giving this opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I I got my first H-1B like three years ago, but I never went to India to go for stamping. And I recently applied for my H-1B extension for amendment after one day of my N-84 expiry. And my situation is like my wife, uh, H-1B so, is so, going so, to... So, 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 so three years ago, when you got the H-1B approval, you got it yep. with the I-94? Yes, sir. Okay, that's good. Okay, and and then May thirty, my wife H one B is going to expire, and uh, I'm in since I got the receipt notice last week for my H one B, so we are going to ex- uh, apply for her H four. Uh, so we are in just time more. We can apply with the with my receipt for her H four. Absolutely, you can. No problem, you can. You can. You should. If her H one B is not getting extended, you should file. You should file for the H four with the receipt notice. You can. So after my ninety four expiry, also there has absolutely they will approve the COS. Well, they will only approve after your H one B is approved. Okay. So if I'm an officer, I'm looking into. Oh, I don't have a H one B approval of the husband. I have a receipt notice. Let me check the receipt notice. Is it approved? Oh, it's approved. They will look at it online. Oh, it's approved. I'm going to approve the H four. If it's not approved, I'm going to hold the application. I'm going to issue an RFP. If you keep on buzzing me, hey, bring me the H-1B approval. I'm going to do it. Otherwise, I'm not going to do it. So you're good. You don't. That is the, that is the only way for you. And it's not a problem that your H-1B is not approved now. And you, you you can't you can't even wait. You don't know how long it's going to take for you to get the H-1 approval. So you should file before her H-1 expires. Next person, please. Thanks, sir. Arun. Good, sir. I got approved recently on uh, March. Uh, sorry, I missed. I, I missed your first part of it. Okay, so I have two questions. So my first question is: uh, My I-140 got approved uh, recently on uh, March mm-hmm. 10th. Uh, mm-hmm. Date is 14th November 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, is it a good idea? So I, I am aware. Uh, you know, I am supposed to be stay with my employer for at least uh, uh, six months uh, once I get my I-140 approved. Um, mm-hmm. So, a good idea to uh, change my employer after uh, six months. My priority date and is you, 14th November. Are you asking this question expecting the priority date to move or is it right? Uh, EB, yeah, I'm expecting uh, the priority dates will be moved. Uh, I'm not um, going to, this is a recorded uh, line. I'm not going to answer your question. But let me answer if I were you what I would do. 2019 is too long 
for me to wait right now, even if the 135,000 green cards will be given. So that's the reason I may, if I were you, I would move if I get a better opportunity outside. I can go wrong. I've gone wrong 10,000 times. That's a lie. It's much more than that. But anyway, I would move if I were you. Okay, sure. But only after 180 days. Only after 180 yeah. days. Okay. Forgot, yeah. Next person, please. My, my second question is... Oh, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Good. Good with the second question. Yeah, so I, uh, my second question is about uh, my baby. So my baby is on H4 visa. Uh, mm-hmm. She's uh, like... Uh, She's like three years old, um, you know, uh, like, so, uh, so I, I have been hearing a lot about uh, the, you know, the new visa rules, uh, changing new visa rules and stuff. So if she complete her uh, uh, studies here and she complete her high school and stuff here, so she will be eligible for green card, right? Direct green card after 21 years. Or I want to clarify that. Uh, there is nothing in the rules right now. That will allow her to get the green card if she completes her education right now. Maybe in future, there may be something, but right now there is nothing there. But I'm hoping that 2019 will become current by the time she becomes 21. Oh, sure. Sounds good. Thank you, Rahul. Next person, please. Kaushik. Hi, Rahul. My I-485 was filed in October 2020 with a priority date of uh, 23rd May 2011. Um, mm-hmm. Yesterday, uh, my PERM uh, application has my job title as ASIC Design Engineer. And yesterday, mm-hmm. I got promoted in the grade. I got promoted from ASIC Design Engineer 3 to ASIC Design Engineer 4. Uh, do I have to do anything? Uh, the SOC code is not going to change. I checked with my uh, employer. No. Uh, you don't. You don't. Do I have to do anything to for this? No, nope, you uh, don't have to. So I, even if. Okay. Thank you. And not even for H1B that I currently am on? Uh, as far as the green card, definitely the answer is no. As far as the H1B is concerned, though, it is each individual opinion, what it is, whether or not mm-hmm. amendment is required. I don't think so. It's required. Okay. But if you and your employer keep on banging and said, no, it is a different job. It's very higher level job. Well, you know, we'll take the money. But as personally, oh, no, it's not. I, personally, I believe that you don't need an amendment. But it also okay. depends on you and your employer. My manager said there's no change in the job description. It is the same job description. Uh, if your manager says it, I don't want you to interfere into it. You're good. Okay. Thank you. Javik. Hey, Rahul. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. I worked for sure. my ex-employer for about almost 10 years. I had an EB2 priority date with uh, 2011 September, but I'm with my different employer right now. Is there mm-hmm. any possibility? I filed my adjustment of status with my ex-employer only uh, last October. In October? And I had, of course. Uh, with the downgraded EB3 and both mm-hmm. uh, that EB3 is also approved. And so are you telling, are you, t- are you telling me that the I-140 that you filed in October got approved? Yes. Okay. Keep going. Um, approved and uh, is it possible to, to or it might or it's almost close to 180 days also is it possible to to file the AC21 to move to the, my current employer yes it is uh, uh, because, uh, uh, wait 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 you said something 180 days have passed 
from what yes. date is 180 days passed i mean it's close to the i mean it's not 180 it's uh, 170 so far it's from the receipt date of my adjustment of status application can you just put one extra 5 days for me because i'm not a good calculator because you're coming to this one i don't know how to calculate properly just put 185 days don't go yeah, with sure. okay. 180 days thank you add but 5 days the reason okay? okay the reason i'm asking is at the time of my aos filing i'm not with the actual sponsor so you told me fine. you told me you told me yeah. you told me that you told me that absolutely that's not required it's not an absolute requirement that you must work for the company there must be a genuine job opportunity in october for you there must be a genuine job opportunity in april which is when the 185 days are hitting if those two conditions are met though technically there is no requirement that you must be working for that company when you file the application or when the 180 days happen both of those things you're fine you can move but have your new employer file a 485j supplement or the current employer file a 485j supplement sure okay then thank you next right, person thank you lakshman hi rahul yes sir thank you for taking my call uh, sure. my question uh Uh, my question is regarding inter filing my 485 so mm-hmm. my priority date is 2010 june mm-hmm. which so is current I, under eb3 but not yes, under eb2 yes mm-hmm. i have applied for 485 uh, uh, aos recently i got uh, received and uh, recently i completed fingerprints as well so Uh, my question is i have eb3 from same employer i got it you have both eb3 and eb2 both i140 approved should yes, i sir. interfile right now to do the eb3 conversion yes sir you technically you can but strategic viewpoint is it correct for you your the prior date is may 1st of 2010 you are in june so most probably it will be current in may for in, under eb2 right now So uh, I don't want to confuse the immigration with the interfiling though. Sometimes mm-hmm. it just goes and round and round and round and round to get to the same thing called nose. Oh, it's to go like this. So <laughs> I you can um but I would not do for you. Oh, okay. So I would not Okay thank you very much one more question i would like to wait for uh, next visa bulletin and see yeah, uh, maybe right. maybe maybe even even until i'll wait until august oh okay so uh, another follow up question is actually uh, in case if i want to go with uh, interfiling can i directly apply for interfiling or like my company has to file on behalf of me your company has company has to file it oh, okay okay thank you sir thank you for uh, thank you. answering my thank question you. Nathan because you're use you're using the i140 of the company Nathan go ahead okay got it thank you Nathan i think so you have to unmute yourself go to the next caller and come back uh, leo for nathan later on okay can you hear me okay uh, rahul yeah i can okay hi thank you for the call uh, i uh, recently downgraded my uh, 485 from an eb2 to eb3 and filed 485 cool. and i got the ead and ap for myself and uh-huh. my wife mm-hmm. uh I was watching one of your videos and uh, you told about form 221G received in the past 
we need to stay there as a denied uh, visa, right? Uh, wait, 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 I, wait, 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 wait. I'm getting right. confused. Where is the 221G coming? Are you going uh, to India the, applying for the H4, H1, H4? Uh, no. Uh, like about 10 years back, my wife was an H1 and we went to India and she got mm-hmm. a 221G when she was an H1 okay. at that time. Uh-huh. And then, you know, we filed the uh, re- requested documents, but it was taking so long. So I came mm-hmm. back on H1B to the U.S. So she switched to H4 and came back. Mm-hmm. And after that, you know, we withdrew the uh, H1B petition. H1B. Uh, okay. Yeah. From, from there. I got it. From there. And it has been uh, currently, you know, revocation sent or something. That's the status right now it is in. So in our form so far, you know, we were asking no for have you ever been uh, denied a U.S. visa? So is this con- considered denial? Or, no, it was, you know, it was only 221G. It was not, they never said a denial to this, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they never, never said, said it was yeah. withdrawn before. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. That's fine. You're fine. Uh, you don't have to do anything differently than normal people. Oh, okay. Okay. And so, you know, we, we got worried, you know, because we've been saying nah. no for all, all, all of these. No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. Even uh, if, okay. even, even if some, Things where people got denied and if I mistakenly, they didn't answer the question yes to that thing. Those things are not considered to be material aspects of for you to get the adjustment of status because it doesn't matter whether or not your visa was denied. So you, you are definitely, you don't have a problem, but I'm just okay. telling you in general, if people like you have got the denial and I, I, I'm not telling them not to mention, but if they do not mention, uh, if they don't mention, it's not a grave thing. One thing is okay. that they can always mention is to by doing an interfiling. That's one thing. Okay. And if okay. they don't also, it's not something like, oh, this guy forgot something. Let me deny this. It's a misrepresentation. It has to be material misrepresentation that should affect your visa status coming to the United States and you're getting. So it's for all purposes, you're good. You don't have a problem, sir. Next person. Okay. Sanjika. Hi. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I have moved from employee A to employee B. With employee A, I have more than, uh, I-140 I- more than approved for one year. Employee B mm-hmm. is saying that they will file my green card uh, probably in two years' time. So if the date, priority date moves and uh, the employee A is not supporting B, what are the options? Uh, will, can I file the uh, after the priority date becomes current and data filing everything becomes or backdated can it be done for a green card? What do you mean backdated? Uh, that um, means, uh, um, that so means, uh, with, after two years, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, the, the way, I mean, the way it works is that recently there was some uh, somebody who I've seen the WhatsApp application saying that the priority date right now in April of 2021 is May 1st of 2010. Okay. In Feb- March of 2012, you know, what was the priority date for EB2? No. May 1st of 2010. So if your priority date would have been April 25th of 2010, the final action date never became current until actually, uh, until October of 2020. So it took 
eight years, eight and a half years to get to that stage. So it's not, I cannot predict that. Let's say, for example, if the priority rate moves all the way to 2018 or whatever the time, and you, you are not there to file it. Can you file it after two years? We don't know. We don't know. So let me ask you, what is your priority date? Um, May 2016 in your EB2. Yikes. Yikes. I don't like your company, buddy. If, if they're going to file after two years and then it's taking two years for you to get the green card, I'm not sure. Uh, you may want to move out. I don't know. Okay. Thanks. I have one more question. Uh, with employee mm-hmm. A, uh, H1B approval, we have applied for H4EAD. My employer A is trying to withdraw the H, uh, H-1B application. So will the H-4EAD be rejected or do we need to file a new one? Did you file a H-4 application for your wife again or you did not? Yes, we filed it. Did you file an EAD or not? Yes, we filed it. So with uh, the employer oh, B, with, with employer, employer B, B sorry. you file H-4 and EAD again? No, with employer B, we file only H-4. With employee A, we file H-4 EAD. There is a slight chance, I would say about 15 to 20% chance that the employer A's H4 and EAD might be denied. Okay. I want you to have a backup plan of filing an EAD for your wife. Even though her H4 is not approved, your H1B is approved, she can file an EAD irrespective of it to be on the safer side. In that way, if the employer A's gets denied, you can all reveal it's rely on employer B. Most probably employer is H4 plus EAD will be de- uh, approved, but still, I don't want to take any chances. Let's go to the next caller, Leo. Ravi? Yes. Ravi. Hey, so, uh, Rahul, my H1B, uh, H4 of my wife and EAD of my wife is expiring September 2021. So, end mm-hmm. of September 2021. So, I would like to file an extension next month. So, uh, what would you recommend so that uh, the EAD, like premium processing regarding that? So I we did file like earlier to biometrics. This is the first time we are filing with biometrics for H4. So, well, September. Uh, so if it's September, you can file application right now. Is it right? Yeah, in April. So do you? I want to know whether premium processing. When we can initiate the premium processing? To I want you first. to initiate premium processing initially itself when you file application. Unfortunately, the H4 plus EAD will not be premium processed. So you will have to, uh, you, you will have to wait. Uh, you know, you'll have to go through the long line just like everybody else. There's, you can do premium processing for your H1B, but that's not applicable for your wife. So can we wait for biometrics and then do premium processing after my wife's biometrics is done? We, 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 remember, these are the tricks we tried to do in 2019, but we don't know anything. We tried okay. all tricks. Nothing worked. Nothing okay. worked. And later on, we tried cold litigation that worked for a while, and then it stopped working. So we filed a class action suit recently. So yeah, right now, nothing is yeah. working. You just file H1, H4, H4 EAD, do the premium processing of H1B, and go to uh, Hanuman <laughs> Mandir and take a namaskar, put a coconut, and see if it works. Okay? okay That's thanks. all I can Thank tell you. you. Thank you. Sushant? Hey Rahul, uh, thanks for giving the opportunity. So I have two questions. Um, my mm-hmm. uh, priority date is uh, November 2014. Uh, October, mm-hmm. we did a downgrade and we filed uh, 
485 along with my family uh, now uh, 140 is in progress the downgrade um mm-hmm. i have to relocate within us uh, to a new location for the job change mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you see any red flag is this a consulting company yes okay so uh, normally consulting companies though um the it, it doesn't matter which where you work at there is a labor certification they put a column saying that you can you will be working in unanticipated locations so i don't see any problem if they have used that most of the consulting company lawyers use it very rarely less than 1% of the time i see that as a trouble so i don't see much trouble for you okay the second question is uh, rahul can i upgrade it into premium processing 140 even though my original 140 was uh, processed in those different service center and this one yes. gone to different service. yes yes and yes there are some rejections that are happening but eventually they are getting accepted they are getting processed in the payment processing keep doing it don't hesitate doing it next person please everybody unless you or you have some specific circumstances like your kid is aging out do the premium processing please next person akara for the high one for uh hi rahul thank you for your time uh I'm in the pro- I have applied for my EB1A application and I received an RFE. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if uh, you've seen a lot of RFEs lately from specific officers, but my lawyer stated that due to the fact that I got a difficult officer, they suggested me to withdraw my application. Is that is that common and have you seen this in your practice? EB1A. Yes. if we don't receive an rfe we'll bang our heads to a wall and see wow this happened eb1a is always i mean i don't know 95% of the time rfe there are situations where we attached the uh, one time we attached the oscar nomination actually he got an award too um it was just a side person in there his name was mentioned in the oscar uh, that's it i mean that's the only case where i can think of where the person didn't get an rfe uh, so unless your name is there in the nobel prize or oscar award um i mean you will get an rfe period so the question I'm, now is I'm that sorry. the question now is that why are they telling you to withdraw because of the top officer you can fight yeah. the case and respond to the rfe and see if it gets approved if it gets approved that's fine if it gets denied that's okay you can refile again right it's just that they said that um you know this this officer has denied 16 consecutive times and they said that you may lose more time in defending because the rfe that i received so i um I, it was two out of three criteria was was um accepted the the third criteria for fulfilling the eb1a was but, but did you uh, did you try, did you only applied for three criteria yes Oh, come and on. The third, the, you have a you have a bad lawyer though. I won't even entertain you if you are just if you're shooting for 3. I would shoot for at least 6 and each of them I will shoot it by 2 or 3 times. Not one time. For example, I'll tell you, some people say, "Well, you know, the person must have a good box office things or so." I mean, that means the salaries are very high. What if you're only making Forty-five thousand dollars. You're a postdoc. So the way I argue is that look, I should not be compared with these software professionals who entry-level money is hundred thousand dollars. And please 
don't compare that with me. And then I will go with an argument. Look, postdocs only get $30,000. I'm getting $45,000. You have to create creative arguments in winning the EB1A. So if you just is only one thing that you should only for three, I won't even file your application. I don't know. So if you have only filed for three, you cornered yourself up. Now you can't go for four or five. So, so do you think uh, the EB1B might have been a better option because I already fulfilled the you, two if criteria? You have, if you have the EB1B option, though, you should never have gone to EB1A. Mm-hmm. I have no, no... Why do you why do you go to EB1A when you have an EB1B option? It's more easy to get, win the EB1B argument. The only problem with the EB1B is would your employer sign it, especially if you're working for a university? Uh, are you working for a university? Yeah, I'm working for a university. Uh, it's not easy for them to file, uh, sign an EB1B because they may ask for a tenured position. You know what a tenured mm-hmm. position is, right? Yes, yes. Your 10 years of salary must be deposited into the account for you to, uh, for your trust account for you to be a tenured position. So that is very tough. So your employer may not be willing to sign, sign the EB1A unless there is a tenured position. So yeah. It makes reason for you to go over EB1A, but you should not shoot for three, ma'am. If you have shooting only for three and they have questioned you only one, which is weak, yeah, I would still respond to it, get it denied, and shoot it for six next time when you file. I'll go to the next okay. caller, please. Thank you. Still respond to it. Still respond to it. Thank you. Uh, this will be the last caller, guys. In um, the next conference will be, uh, the next caller will be the last caller. Uh, uh, and the next uh, Zoom conference will be Monday. Don't forget that we do have a um, uh, we do have a TV, TV Asia and YouTube uh, presentation on Sunday at 3 p.m. Central Time. The last caller for today. Abhi. Hey Rahul, thanks for your time. I have a question yes. around I-140. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a priority date of November 20. Uh, no, it's June 2016. I got my I-140 approved uh, November 2016 with my old employer. And then in 2019, mm-hmm. I moved to a new employer. He has yet, mm-hmm. yet to start my green card processing. Uh, you have two more years to get the labor certification approval, okay? <laughs> right. So I've checked my previous I-140 application status there. And uh, my old employer did withdraw my I-140. Mm-hmm. So given the situation, if the dates really move in uh, next September, August or September, Mm-hmm. Can I go back to my employer and just file I-140 or should I go with the labor account, the perm? Yeah. Is, um, it, well, first is that, are you going joining with the old employer right now? No, not now. I'm well, just thinking. Right. Well, right now there's nothing wrong in starting the labor certification with your current employer. The second thing is that there is nothing wrong to reestablish good relationship with your old company. The third uh, third thing is that um, they can definitely file an I-140 in additional status when the priority date becomes current. But there are always a minus point, though, is that the company need to show the eligibility that they have the capability to pay your salary. Let's say if your prevailing wage was $100,000. Mm-hmm. So the way they show is that, hey, I'm paying you $100,000, so I don't have to show you anything. So that's what they will respond to the immigration. But if you're not working for the company, hey, how are you going to pay this guy $100,000? They have to show it in their profits. Okay. They may not have just you. They may have a lot of other people 
to show the profits. So sometimes it becomes tougher for them to get an I-140 approval. So to evaluate whether or not your I-140 will be approvable at a later date, you should first go back to your old employer, check with him if your relationship is good. And the lawyer of that company would be able to tell you, yes, I am able to get, you know, your your approval chances are X amount. He can he can take a good guess at it though. Okay, so I don't need a new perm again because the old 140 is already withdrawn. That's right. You don't need a new perm. Absolutely, you don't need a new perm. As so long as they a- have the, as long as they have the capacity to pay you the salary, you are mm-hmm. fine. You don't need to file a perm again with the X company. Thank you. And another question. Um, mm-hmm. I moved to a new location in the same metropolitan area. Mm-hmm. Do I still need to file amend or do anything? Nope. No, sir. You don't need to do anything. You're good. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. The next, the next uh, Zoom conference will be on Monday, guys. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.